Welcome to the Cosmic Business Podcast. I'm Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer, business coach, and CEO of Weave Your Bliss, a company with the goal to help a million spirit-led entrepreneurs build a cosmic business around their genius so that they can earn wildly well and bankroll the change they want to see in the world. A cosmic business is a new paradigm business that believes in collaboration over competition, building a business around your unique genius, aligning to the planets and your intuition, leading with your values, putting your health and the health of the planet first, treating people fairly and building giving into your business model. Sounds fabulous, right? On this show, I will take you behind the scenes of my thriving multi-six-figure business, including strategy on closing more sales, nurturing your community online, plus astrological insights to optimize your business and life. We'll also feature conversations with spirit-led business owners, creatives, and change makers to inspire you. I'm coming to you from our regenerative farm in rural Maine, my happy place, where we are currently creating space to welcome community for retreat and earth reconnection. Let's jump into the conversation. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Today, I'm going to share with you sort of a turning of the tables This is an interview that my former client, Vignesh Devaraj, did with me on his podcast, Ayurveda Healing and Beyond. So I will tell you a little bit more about it in a a moment, but I want to make sure that you know that this is a last call for joining me in the Cosmic Business Incubator, which begins on September 5th. We just have a couple spots left as of this recording. They may be gone actually by the time this comes out. But if you're interested, make sure you do book a call ASAP so that you can create a clear message and an irresistible offering that draws in your ideal clients. You also get one-on-one support with me to take a deep dive into your birth chart and weekly strategy sessions and networking calls to support you. So we make sure that no one falls through the cracks. This is an intimate group of no more than 10 folks. And so you can check out the link in the show notes to book that call again, before you book the call or before we're on the call, rather, I look at your birth chart and your business, and then we talk to see if it feels like it's a good next move for you. And if not, I will happily give you a referral or a resource to help you on your journey. I also want to let you know that there are a couple spots left in the vibrancy retreat in South India with me, which is taking place in November. The early bird ends on August 31st. I have a feeling it will sell out by then. Uh, It may be sold out actually as of this recording (laughs) being aired. But if you want more information about that, it's a chance for spirit-led business owners to rest, rejuvenate with Ayurvedic treatments in a beautiful eco-village, go deep into your astrological birth chart with me and learn from guest teacher, Dr. Robert Svoboda, who will also conduct a fire ceremony on our first night together, which is Diwali, the welcoming back of the light. So this is a perfect time of year to rejuvenate, shake off 2023 and be thinking strategically about how you want to engage in 2024. So if you're interested in that, you can also book a call or you can apply. All the links are in the show notes. Okay. I'm super excited to share this episode with you. We go deep into money karma and the planet Saturn and the role Saturn plays in obstructing us in our different areas of success. There's so many gems in here. I just want to like jump in and and let you listen for yourself, but you get a sense, more of a sense of my background. So if you're new here, you'll learn a bit more about 
my philosophy and where I'm coming from, the experiences that I've had. So I'm really grateful to be able to share this interview with you and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome, Paula. So happy to have you in my podcast. Finally managed to get your time. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. How are you doing, Paula? It's been quite a long time. I'm doing great. The farm here in Maine is bursting. I just was outside picking blueberries and it's mm. been really nice weather the last few days. So I'm doing great. Okay. The sun is rising there and sun is setting in my side. Right. <laughs> so Paula, I, I want to interview on this concept of, you know, you did a lot of courses on money and karma and Saturn. And also you talk about doing your business is a way to also an opportunity to expand your spiritual pursuit. So yeah. when you say every business that you do is an opportunity to expand your spiritual pursuit, or it really is a doorway to see where all you need to work. And I totally agree with that. But I would like to know on what basis you're coming from it and where you got this insight from. Absolutely. So I'm glad you asked this because <laughs> I you know, was in India for four years traveling mostly mm -hmm. with my mentor, Dr. Robert Svoboda, and mm -hmm. was studying Jyotish very deeply, was, you know, meditating <laughs> and doing all those things. I thought, oh, I'll meet my guru and I'll just never go back to normal life. You know, I had that thought. Mm -hmm. And there was a period where I was doing some deep meditation um, up in the Himalaya, like on the Ganges in this little village above Uttarkashi. It's really mm -hmm. beautiful there if anybody's been there. Um, and I had this voice come to me that was just like, go back. I was mm -hmm. like, go back. And I realized that it actually, the, the most difficult or the most like challenging thing for my practice would be to go back into the world and have relationships and try to make money and try to like clear up my finances. And I had this dream to have a farm. So I, I knew that I wanted to realize that dream if possible in this lifetime that I wouldn't be satisfied if I didn't. Mm. So for me, when I came back, you know, when money comes into the mix, when we're talking about, you know, selling, when we're talking about creating products and like really believing in them, it challenges all those things that we learned in our practice. And it requires us to go even deeper into our practice to stay steady. So I feel like business is a spiritual practice because it helps to work out those karmas at a deeper level. When you have to be visible, when you have to show up for your own business and be an advocate mm -hmm. for it, it just really takes you to another level of your practice, I think. I think I totally agree with that because the last nine years, I mean, for me, starting Sitaram Beach Retreat was a deep spiritual practice. I mean, mm. yes, people come and uh, appreciate me. Oh, Dr. Vignesh, you're such a fantastic, gifted healer. You're a great doctor. But at the same time, when they say, you know, how did you create this magical place of healing? Only I know the kind of effort that went through uh, and dealing with the employees, dealing with the staff, I mean, dealing with the neighborhood and dealing with the patients who are coming there and with the government regulations. All of this, the kind of emotions that you deal with, all of them, it really trains you to understand, oh my God, you know, you could take everything personal and you could, uh, it could really activate some of your worst triggers that could come and it could really uh, make sure that if you don't work on this, you're not fit to run this. Right. And, and that aspect, you know, it was a very awakening for me. And so when you say spirituality and business, you know, this is a 
it actually runs parallelly if you take a look into it. So for me, it was a very deep spiritual practice. And Paula, I wanted to know, and I wanted to have your feedback on this. Where do you think people have these blocks when it comes to running a business? Some people say business is not the healthiest thing. It's not meant for me. But where do you think these blocks are coming from? And can they work on it? Yeah, so I will answer that. I want to say first, though, with business as a spiritual practice, also, we bring with us a certain set of values, right? Mm -hmm. And so we build a business that's based on those values. It's based on helping other people and being of service, right? It's Mm -hmm. based on being in alignment with our purpose. It's based on our health and not looking at profits first, but looking at the system we're creating. Is that creating more health for us, for others, for the environment, right? So it's also that there's all these other things that come up as we're building a business that we have to go back to that foundation of spirituality and what what we value. So I would say that as well. So as for blocks, you know, this is a place where those blocks get teased to the surface. I always say in relationship and in business, those are two places like when we're dealing with money, but business is all about relationships, right? So it, mm-hmm. it brings together both of those things really powerfully and shows us where there's work to do. So, you know, for example, if somebody has struggled with their finances in the past, they're going to be having to look more closely at why that is. In order mm. to make money, you're going to have to look at what, where your financial blocks are. Were there stories that you learned from your parents, for example, that you're just repeating to yourself? Are there stories that you got from the spiritual community? Because I find this a lot where people are like, oh, I'm just here to do good. And I don't need very much money. I sleep on the floor. Like I've heard all the things. And I'm like, that's great. But I actually believe that when we as spiritual people make really good money, we circulate in our communities and we help other people in a more powerful way. In fact, I've been able to give like five figures this year already to charities, including a uh, a school for underprivileged kids in Varanasi, India, that's just built a new building and bought its own land, right? So I got to see that happen. And that's because of the success of my business. So there's a lot of these things that come up that we see and we're like, oh, I have this belief that I've been holding on to my whole life. And now here's an opportunity to work on it. (laughs) Mm. I think that's very fulfilling when you see that the work you do is actually transforming other people's lives. I think that fulfillment is just phenomenal. Yeah, that's why we do it, right? Exactly. We don't just do it for ourselves. We're doing it because we want to make an impact. I, I don't know where I read this or somebody was telling, you know, we have to see spirituality and the financial part as the two wings of the bird. Mm. You need both the wings to fly. If you just say, oh, right. I'm only spiritual, but I don't want to look into that. You can't just fly. Maybe you will uh, misdirect and fall down. And I see yeah. many spiritual people say, okay, this is not for me. The materialistic thing is not for me. And this is bad. This gives you a lot of greed and all of that side. So where can we... Where did we miss the bus? Why do people look at money like it's evil, it's greedy? Uh, I think it's cultural, mm -hmm. Dr. Vignesh. I think we've been told that, you know, money equals greed and, you know, it's bad and it makes you a bad person. We've told, but money is just a neutral thing. I mean, Dr. Svoboda talks about it as Shakti. It's just Mm -hmm. another form of power. And it's something that we have to contend with if we're a householder. If we're not living in a cave like a yogi, if we're not begging alms, we have to deal with money. 
And so it's better to have, you know, a direct relationship with it than to kind of run away and and be afraid of it, you know? Mm -hmm. So how we navigate that, we can bring our spiritual practice to bear. You know, we can remain calm. We can look at the numbers and get clarity. Oh, here's the shortfall or here's, you know, where I'm spending too much. And maybe I can reduce spending like living with reality, which is another Dr. Svoboda ism. <laughs> this is something we have to do. And so this also kind of brings us to the planet Saturn. If you want to go there, you know, like when you're Definitely, talking about the yes. two wings of the bird, like Saturn will always show us where we're lacking or where we need to focus. And it's usually kind of painful because he'll just kind of rub our nose in it. And so money is a place where people often get their nose rubbed in it so that they really take a look at it. They get clear about the reality, which for me is creating a system that empowers you. So you know where your money is going. This is what I teach all my clients. And Saturn loves that kind of diligence. And when we honor Saturn, like Saturn can be a great giver. He will create the most obstacles. He will create the most delay, but he also can give. And so if you do things in a way that is disciplined, that is mindful and slow, that is honoring people who are underprivileged, for example, the elderly, the dying, you know, people who've experienced trauma, if you're giving back to those kinds of causes, that's going to please Saturn as well. So yeah, there's a lot to talk about. <laughs> I'm quite excited to deep dive into this conversation. So if somebody is having money blocks, let's say they are just paycheck to paycheck or you know, having a lot of debt. From an astrological point of view and also from a very spiritual and practical and living with reality concept, where would you recommend them to start with? Well, first of all, like I said, getting really clear what is happening. So if you have a debt, a lot of times people just keep putting more debt on their credit card because they don't want to deal with it or look mm -hmm. at it. Mm -hmm. And so what would it be like if you actually looked at, here's how much debt I have, and you made a plan for yourself. You were mm -hmm. like, I'm going to pay down this debt in 12 months. I'm going to put away this much every month towards paying off this debt right? Then you're actually making a plan and you're committing to it. And this is the kind of thing that Saturn likes is we're actually looking at the situation and we're making an effort to mm. pay it down, right? And sometimes we have a gargantuan debt that's not going to be paid down in, in one year, especially if you have like school loans or something like that. But how can we get clear on a payment plan that's going to work for us? And then we just diligently chip away at that debt and not let it kind of hang over our shoulder as this like unknown that is just the boogeyman or whatever you want to call it. That is, that's not a healthy way to relate to it. We don't want to be in a state of fear. We want to be in a state of clarity and knowledge and empowerment. So, you know, no matter where somebody is in their financial journey, they can take back their power from the situation and Saturn will support them. So what you mean is we have to be Let's just document. I mean, if I have to rephrase into a very practical steps, it is like, I need to document where I'm in my financial position. What is the loans that I have? And what is my current situation? To what extent right. are my income? And I document like an accountant and then see mm -hmm. what is the current situation and where do I need to work on? Right. And then and you know how much money you're spending, how much is coming in. Where's their shortfall? This mm -hmm. also sparks the creative brain. So for an entrepreneur like myself, if I'm like, oh, I've got to make up $4,000 this month, how am I going to do that? 
then I start getting creative ideas, right? But if I didn't know that, I may just move to the next month, right? So getting that clarity actually inspires our creativity and inspires our prana and our awareness to move towards solutions. And like, just to say, we're not doing this alone. Like we're in a co-creative state with the universe, right? And so when we, when we have that possibility in front of us, the universe will bring ideas and omens and things into our field and, and people who have, you know, collaboration ideas or whatever, if we're focused on that, but if we're not focused on it and we're distracting ourselves, then we're going to get steamrolled by Saturn. That's my opinion, but Mm. I've seen it again and again. Saturn will just keep pointing us towards this thing until we do it. And that's why people can find themselves in karmic ruts, experiencing the same thing over and over again. If that's happening to you, then you've got to kind of slow down and really take an assessment. Where am I not paying attention? Where could I be focusing more attention and getting something moving forward so that I'm not experiencing the same thing again and again. Like what role am I playing in this? Cause Saturn is all about responsibility at the end of the day. I think I really like the statement that you made clarity inspires our creativity. That's very true here. And I think it was Louise Hayes book. You can heal your life where she talks about money and she was saying people who are in deep poverty they will all if there is a funeral in their home they will always find a way to raise fund to make that funeral happen mm. like mm-hmm. no matter where stage you are if if a real need comes our brain will activate that law of attraction to find and get what you want mm-hmm. so i think that's what when you say that uh, that creative the clarity will inspire our creative so i think tracking all your expense and let's see what is coming and being very diligent about it is a very good way to understand where you are. Yes, I agree with that. And when you say Saturn will give you obstacles, so there's also the saying, till you learn that lesson, that obstacle keeps coming back. That problem keeps coming back till you learn that lesson. So mm-hmm. it's more like when you say uh, people who are having a credit card debt, they they keep getting more debt. It's like they're just pressing a snooze button to just avoid that problem to deal with it. So somewhere there is this fear, I will not be able to face it. I will not be able to solve it. So they keep just running away from it, but it comes back in double force. Yeah. So what so are what, the other options? Well, what I was going to say is, you know, Saturn is trying to point us in the direction of something, but often our our response to that is to react and recoil away from it. Mm-hmm. And so The invitation with Saturn is to lean in like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is uncomfortable. Why is this uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. What is it that I need to learn about this? You know, and this can be said in relationships too. Like if somebody is rubbing you the wrong way or irritating you or something, Mm -hmm. it's like, usually if there's a karmic reason for that, right? And Saturn is the karma Raja. He's the, you know, the main planet of karma in the chart. Mm -hmm. He's affecting most of us. For most of us, he's affecting like all areas of life in some way, like our own confidence, how we make our money, you know, our relationships, like he's impacting a lot of different things. And so he can force us to to kind of hone in and and deal with those things, but it can be very uncomfortable. So the, the invitation is like lean in, get curious and see what you can do next. Take your time, you know, maybe make some space. If there's a lot of like intense feelings coming up for you, give that some space Mm -hmm. and allow yourself, maybe journal on it. Like allow yourself to really look at what are those stories that are coming up? Like 
I'm not enough, or I can't figure this out, or I'm afraid, like really look at those stories and honor that part of yourself. And then keep looking at where does that go? Where does, you know, like if I don't um, pay off this debt, I'm a bad person. Okay. And then what I'm going to end up on the street living in a box. Okay. Now we're getting somewhere like, and so could you pick yourself up and dust yourself off? And do you think you have support and help in some ways in your life that could find you getting back to where you are now? That allows us to look at the fear right in the eye and say, okay, this doesn't own me anymore. I think that fear, we are allowing that fear that we are really not facing to take over us. And then that's just just not letting us face the reality. Right. We're giving it our power. So what other remedies would you recommend? I mean, remedies is one of the most used antidote words for astrological situations. Yeah. So, you know, you use remedies in Ayurveda, right? That are... yes usually pretty practical, but sometimes in Ayurveda, they have a Jyotishi come and look at a chart, which is our karmic map, right? It's all the, the things that are that basically the karmas that are going to fruit in this lifetime, good and bad. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so a Jyotishi can look at that in time, which is a really great gift of Vedic astrology, and then help you with specific remedies Mm-hmm. to to work that out. So when we're talking about money, I, I like to call it money karma. So this is our potential for success, our ability to earn, our ability to save, right? Um, and so with remedies, they're sometimes they're esoteric, like feeding crows for Saturn. We don't exactly mm-hmm. know, like, you know, crows are the bird that represents Saturn on the earth, but it's sort of esoteric, right? And there's a lot of esoteric remedies that you, it, it doesn't exactly compute with the mind how that works, right? And then there's very practical remedies like, um, you know, for Saturn, giving up something on Saturday because that's Saturn's day. And and you're basically saying to yourself, you're saying to Saturn, I'm willing to experience a little disappointment, which is what Saturn will bring sometimes to teach us. And so you're meeting him halfway, right? With this, okay, <laughs> I, I get it. I'm going to give up something that I really, really like and don't want to give up on Saturdays, right? And that's a remedy that seems very practical. Um, so when we're talking about money karma, you know, like I said, the first remedy is getting clear about your finances because that clarity will help you, that diligence, that, you know, responsibility will help you, you know, make relations with Saturn. Um, I would say clean out spaces in your house because there's a lot of stuck energy. Like I will go and clean out my closets. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm feeling some obstruction with Saturn or I've created an offering or something and it's just not selling quite yet, I'll go and clean out spaces in my house because giving away things, moving the energy is a really powerful way to to work with that energy. Another thing I do is I tell my clients to make a Saturn list. This is all the things you've been avoiding. Mm-hmm. So it could be anything from doing your mending to, um, for me, it's cleaning out the chicken coop. That's always on that list because it always needs to be done. But also like having a conversation with somebody that you know you need to have, like you need to set a boundary or like um, setting an appointment uh, to go and go to the gym or something like making a regular recurring gym date with yourself. Like whatever the thing is that you've been avoiding, you put all those things on the list And then you just do a new one every Saturday. And some people are more ambitious than that, but that's a good place to start because we don't want to be over ambitious and then kind of lose momentum. We want to build momentum slowly with Saturn. And so 
that's a way that you can really work with that energy. And that doesn't seem directly related to money. But what you're doing is you're saying, I take responsibility for my existence, for my the things I need to be doing in this lifetime, for moving things forward, for clearing things out, right? So you're just kind of making a statement to the universe. So clarifying your finances will obviously help you very practically speaking, understanding where you're at with your money. And then the other two will help you just with the energy of Saturn. That's quite phenomenal information. So technically, get hold of all the things that have been procrastinating for a very long period. And then let's just face it. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, usually some Jyotishis say when Saturn comes, you tend to procrastinate. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. That's why you're you're moving in the opposite direction, Mm -hmm. because there's often like a a counterintuitive nature with Saturn. Like I said, you know, people will be like, oh, that's not for me. Like I see this with my clients a lot when they have Saturn afflicting the third house, they'll be like, oh, I I don't like being out front or visible on social media. I don't like social media, you know, whereas Mm. Saturn's basically inviting them to lean into that discomfort Mm. and kind of experiment, maybe be more playful around it, find their voice, find a way to use social media that works for them and not just be like, I'm a no on that, you know? <laughs> so okay. usually that that's how things work with Saturn is there's, you know, there's an initial feeling of recoil and then we have to kind of lean in, you know, like even when I started my career, I worked in media, I worked in journalism. I was, uh, you know, I did some copywriting. I started a nonprofit. And when I was going off to India, I was like, I'm leaving all that. I'm just going to do Jyotish and meditate. And I don't care about any of that anymore. Right. And here I am as a business coach. I mm-hmm. had to come to terms. You know, I started working with Dr. Sabota about 10 years ago on his business. And I had to come to terms with this part of me that was really good at all of those things Mm. and, you know, was recoiling from that. And Saturn was actually like, actually, if you lean in here and you, you really, um, honor your purpose, which is to help other people make more money, make more impact in their businesses and especially online businesses, you can really help people. Right. Mm. So I had to listen to that quiet voice in myself and and move towards the thing that I knew. And guess what? I love it. I love what I do. And I think I see this a lot with my clients as they want to just like clear the slate and become an Ayurvedic practitioner. Mm. And I'll be like, well, what skills do you bring to the table that you could combine with that and make a powerful offering? Right. Mm. And so we look at all their expertise and sometimes they have to go through a period of being like, but I don't know if I want to do that. And I'm like, you Mm. don't have to. I'm not forcing anyone. But why don't you look at that first before we kind of cast it aside? You know, because the other thing about Saturn is he really wants you to live in alignment with your purpose. You know, he wants you to be in line with those Purusharthas. Right. He wants you to have all of the 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 proper relationship to arta karma moksha dharma like all those things in alignment right i think every potential entrepreneur should listen to this conversation it has a lot of <laughs> mba feedback <laughs> you know uh, when you're saying this uh, i really understand when we did when i you know i took your coaching for the last year's mastermind you're telling me I still I'm I'm yet to face that fear somewhere. I still have that fear when people tell me, can you come up on the camera and show your face? But I love mm-hmm. it in, when it podcasts because I don't have to show my face. But when it comes to right. Instagram or something, I still have that fear. And every time I show up, they tell me, oh, you look natural. But deep inside, I know, oh my God, how, what are people thinking? What are they thinking? 
So somewhere, I think doing what you dislike is one of the methods to outgrow. Totally. And, I mean, and I. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. And I, and I still remember during the uh, when I started Sitaram, there I used to be. I I never liked finance. Looking at the financial numbers, profit and loss. And my accountant would come and say, "This is where we are going. If you continue like this, we will not be sustainable." Yeah. And then this used to give me a lot of sleepless nights. But at the end of the day, you need to balance the sheet. You know that's yeah. why it's called balance sheet. And then I started taking courses on it, and then I started loving it. And then I realized, oh, this is not so that difficult. But somewhere I've kept that thing in my mind. This is so difficult, and this, mm. I, this is not something made for me. So I think when you talk about how the Saturn works. Look into your fears, and maybe it's not something that as fearful as you think. I think that's one of the breakthroughs that we all go through in our life. A hundred percent, yeah. And I will say, you know, I used to have huge stage fright. Like I mm. used to be a, a food policy journalist in my twenties. I worked at NPR, which is the uh, um, like not you know, it's like the uh, the news for everybody in America, like. <laughs> it's a radio station that's all over America and there's affiliates all over the country. So I worked at this, this place, you know, and, um, I was so nervous to speak in public. Like when I had to introduce someone or whatever, I preferred to be behind the scenes and there's some element of exposure therapy that you have to do sometimes. Like mm -hmm. I would just, I would be sweating through my clothes, you know, cause I was so nervous and so now I can go live and um, okay, there may be a voice in the back of my head, like, what if this doesn't go well, but I'm able to just go, okay, well, that's one thought. And another thought is what if this goes great, right? Or like, what if I have fun? <laughs> mm -hmm. What if I connect with somebody and impact their life, you know? So I try to, to bring all those thoughts in and it's just been a process of doing it over and over again that I get used to it. And that being said, I know like there are some people who really do better in a podcast setting, for example, and that's okay. You can still market yourself in a way that feels comfortable and good. There's no need to like force yourself to be visible, you know, in video live on Instagram, mm -hmm. if that's not your wheelhouse. But I will say, because we're working in, in such a strange environment where we're not in person with people. Seeing someone is the quickest way to start to feel like you connect with them. So having video is just so powerful for us as human beings because our mirror neurons are firing, you know, and we're like, oh, I like this person, you know? Mm. So that's what I tell my clients. No force, but if you want to get over it, you can lean in. And and get a little exposure therapy and just see how it feels. <laughs> okay, maybe after this podcast, I'm inspired to show up my face again. <laughs> I think coming from a medical perspective, you know, today, especially post-COVID, I see a lot of burnout and chronic fatigue syndrome. And I started reading more and more and doing a lot of research about burnout patients because they are constantly told you're just lazy or something is not working or they have this anxiety or they might go through a lot of therapies. When I read more about why burnout is happening, one of the things are when people indulge in activities that are not aligned with their true values. Mm. So I can completely relate. And this is exactly what you're talking about, what Saturn does to you. When you are conflicting with your values, you don't feel you're contributing. You're not, you don't feel you're doing your real contribution to the 
surroundings like you said i want to do good for myself good for my health and the surrounding health that is what my values are aligned with so i think it's very important people find their purpose and align with that purpose sooner the better yeah so i always talk about burnout proofing your business that's that's really the lens it's like how do we think of business in a different way where we you know I normally take Fridays off. We're talking and then I'm going to take the rest of the day off. You know what I mean? Like, how do we build a business that allows us to have that kind of space that allows us to have the life that we want to have? You know, I'm out on the farm harvesting morning and evening and taking care of the garden. And that's what I've always wanted to be doing. So like, how do we build a business that supports that? What does that look like? from like, what does our schedule look like? How do we allocate finances to what and why? What kind of systems do we set up that help us, right? Because I believe that we can create lives that are centered in our purpose and that help us make a thriving income, help us make an impact in our in, in our you know world to mm-hmm. change things for the better and also can preserve our health and help us to, to thrive health-wise as well. So I think that aspect, people realize it sooner the better for their emotional and their financial and their overall spiritual health as well. Yeah. And yeah. when clients come to you, how do you address that, you know, they are not aligned with their purpose? What is that? Do you, how do you make them understand? So what are the symptoms that I'm not aligning with my purpose? And what are the signs that I am really aligned with my purpose? Yeah, well, I think you've really hit the nail on the head, you know, feelings of burnout. Mm. Um, dissatisfaction, uh, a lack of clarity, you know, sleepless nights, like all of those things can be part of it. But I Mm. think what, what I see most is when people come to me, they usually have some sense of what their purpose is. And maybe they're debating some between two things. Like they want the security of a corporate job, which who doesn't like, I totally understand entrepreneurship is not for everyone. Um, but they also want the freedom that that brings. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm trying to tease out from looking at their chart is where's there a propensity, like where are there several things of confluence in their chart that are saying that they should be working with their hands, for example, or working with health or doing something creative. You know, there's all these different combinations that we call yogas in a chart that can show different aspects of what a person's career type of purpose could be. But there, there's other layers too. There's like um, part of someone's purpose may be to be researching things or to be working with the elderly or to um, work with other people's money or to do things like Tantra or you use techniques that are, you know, divination techniques or unseen, you know, spiritual aspects brought into their work. Like there's all these threads that get pulled when I'm sitting with somebody, we're looking at their karmic map. I'm hearing what they're saying. I'm hearing like their state of mind and I'm bringing in those things. And then we talk about remedies. Like if they don't feel fully confident, then we're going to remedy the confidence because with confidence and an understanding of the purpose, then we can move forward. So it's it's like how do we work with those those things and and try to see what their unique map looks like and how they can move forward in the best way. That's quite exciting. I think sooner people find that that will give a lot of clarity in their way forward. Mhm. Definitely. No, it's so helpful to put yourself in a timeline. So that's mm-hmm. something that that Jotish does for us. It allows us to see 
like based on what planets are activated and to understand where we've come from. Like Mm -hmm. if we've had a hard childhood or a hard young adulthood or a hard experience, this allows us to kind of place ourselves in a timeline and be like, oh, and now we've moved to this other timeline. Because I can't tell you how many times I've seen people who've moved from like a Rahu period into a Jupiter period or a K2 period into a Venus period. And they're sitting there waiting for the other shoe to drop because their nervous system is tuned to the kind of disruptive energy of the nodes and they're in a benefic period now. And they're sort of like, I don't know what's going to happen. And it takes them several years, sometimes like 10 years of this beautiful period to regulate themselves, you know, so it places you in a timeline and it also helps you understand where you should focus your attention and your energy. And then like when I work with business owners, I can say like, oh, you need a collaboration partner, right? And then that person will be more savvy with, say, administrative and customer service. That's the person that you need, right? So then that empowers someone to be like, oh, I don't need to be focusing on customer service. That's not my best use of my time. I actually need somebody else to be a part of my business. And that will help amplify the business's success. You know, so then you can trust your your instincts or you can trust, you know what's there, right? Does that make sense? I'm just kind of talking about a lot of things, but this is my favorite topic. So (laughs) completely. So if I have to sum up, you know, conversation. So first is get clear with your situation, be it with finance or whatever it is. And try to track everything to as much detail as possible, but because this will give you the clarity and where you stand and what is the way forward. That is that is what is going to inspire your creativity. Mm. And then you mentioned about, okay, if you are going through certain things, maybe start with all the other aspect of your life to maybe start decluttering stuff. If things are, are you holding on to things that you don't need? So giving away is a way to invite something new into your energy spectrum. Yeah. And then also go deep into your purpose. What is your purpose? Where do you feel happy? Where do you feel connected? Where do you feel your contribution is keeping you fulfilled? And then you also mentioned about start doing the things that you've been procrastinating because you dislike or somewhere you have this limiting belief. This is not what I'm supposed to do. I think these are the five points that I understood from this conversation. Anything to add here, Paula? Yeah, I think underlying all of this is the idea of faith. You know, Mm. in Ayurveda, they say if if you can... Uh, have faith, then you're 50% well, right? If you're, if you're sick and you have faith. So it's similar, you know, faith is such an important concept. Like the word Shraddha is like our heart is being put into what we're doing. Mm. It's not just our head. Right. And so when you have faith that your remedy is going to work, for example, well, 50% more possible, more possible that it's going to work. Right. Yes. And so if you have faith in this process of you looking at your finances, if you have faith in you're going to find your purpose. Mm-hmm. Right. I think even it's just not even helpful for us to to dwell on what if I don't find my purpose or what if this doesn't work out? That's, you know, there's a native American saying that like worrying is praying for the thing you don't want. Mm-hmm. And that's very much like a waste of energy. So how can you bring more faith? You know, one way that I do that is I chant with our friend Shantala Sri Ramaya Veda mm-hmm. studies, right? I do, you know, chanting courses and there are some specific chants for faith. So you could literally go on and do one of her um, self-paced courses to to work on a, a chant around Shraddha. So helping yourself with that foundation of faith 
it will buoy you as you mm. move through the, the, the waves. I'm using a lot of metaphors, but like the waves of Saturn kind of <laughs> coming at you in different ways. So I think that chanting of my, in just a few days ago, I was at Shantala's place to do a course on the art of prayer and healing. So we were discussing, uh, and in Kerala, we have a saying, what you cannot cure with a yantra, yantra could be a medicine, could be a tool. You can only cure it with a mantra. Mm. So sometimes when these things are going haywire and when you don't find a solution, maybe chanting of mantras is one way to realign and also to balance your nervous system in a way that it'll give you some new insights that you never got before. Yeah. I mean, I had Shantala on my podcast and she said chanting is is medicine. Mm. Literally, it, like each chant holds in it a vibration to help you with something specific. So that Shraddha mantra is there to help you learn faith and to feel it at a level that's beyond your head. It's deep in your body. It's in your heart, right? So it's powerful. And I would say, like, if somebody asked me, you know, I, if you look at my chart, it's not dialed in for having, you know, wealth. Mm. I've worked really hard on my money karma. Mm. And I, and part of that has been like collaborating with my husband who has not so good career karma, but really good money karma. I have the opposite, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I've, I've worked really hard on this. And I would say like one of the defining things has been chanting. I've been doing that for 10 years. And I would say that that like reorganized me on a certain level. Uh, it's hard to put into words, but that's why it's a remedy. It's my favorite remedy to give to people because I don't think you have to understand intellectually how it works. You just need to experience it. Fantastic. I think I'll put these details in the show notes as well so people can yeah. learn more about that. And Paula, so uh, as I understand, as I see with our conversations, you also do the courses on uh, money karma. Could you talk more about the courses that you offer? Sure. Yeah. So I have a course called Heal Your Money Karma. And so this Mm -hmm. is really developing a system for tracking your finances, for finding out your number, which is like how much you're needing to bring in to make your expenses every month. We do that together in a group. We look at the limiting beliefs that come up and work with those in a really productive way. And then we do a spiritual practice around wealth, including a Lakshmi mantra that Shantala has like so um wonderfully given us permission mm-hmm. to have inside the course and there's a teaching by her on wealth in the vedas so that really helps people who are in a spiritual frame understand that this is like a fundamental need that we all have is to make mm-hmm. money um and there's also a talk in there by Dr. Robert Saboda about money as shakti and so this this course is like a really great foundation for working with some of these things and helping you move through them if you are a business owner i also have a program called the cosmic business incubator a cosmic mm-hmm. business is what i call a business that is centering health is about service and living in your purpose, collaborating, giving back all of those things that I've kind of mentioned here. So I really help people formulate who are they helping? How are they helping them? And then how are they marketing themselves in a way that's aligned with their purpose? So those are two things that I'm doing right now. And people can join me for a sprint in August for Heal Your Money Karma and really do this work in community. And then in September, I have a new cohort of the Cosmic Business Incubator starting. So if people are interested, I'll I'll send you links for those. Sure, sure. I would highly recommend people who want to do the course, please find the details in the show notes. Thank you. I'll be looking forward. Thank you, Paula. It was so fantastic to have this conversation. So, uh, you know, there was a saying I read in someone's, you know, people come with 
coats on the t-shirts so in one shirt it was written you know we say health is wealth in that t-shirt it was written wealth is health mm. mm-hmm. the idea that wealth is just not about money it's also about your peace of mind it's also about having time with your friends it's also about your health all of this yeah. put together that's what you call it as wealth yeah money is a huge stressor for people so what would exactly. it be like to be relaxed around that right it changes it everything a huge thing yeah I totally agree with that Mm-hmm. and we you know sometimes when people come with some terminal disease or cancer or some tumor or abscess when when we go detail into their medical history so somebody would say we got this diagnosis one and a half years ago and so we go let's rewind two and a half years ago what happened and they would say oh i was going through some financial difficulties or bankruptcy or company when had to put through insolvency and things like that happened and how much they put stress because it creates a lot of insecurity with that mm-hmm. so and it's also somewhere there are this mental blocks that they need to work on so it's an opportunity like you say these are the areas we need to work on it yeah i mean sometimes i've heard uh, dr saboda and other people talk about how you know health sometimes a health issue that comes up is actually ayurveda's you know ayurveda's the ayurvidya it's alive right and it's it's like helping you to stop to slow down to look at mm. you know to to reanalyze and to to kind of it draws your attention to your health so that you focus on that so if we've been doing crimes against wisdom for a long time suddenly the body will be like uh uh-uh, uh you're not going to do that anymore right mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that's also the saturn thing is like looking at where are we doing these crimes against wisdom meaning we know better and we're still doing it mm-hmm. over and over and over and over time it's causing obstruction or issues to happen so yeah i mean that's that is exactly the same like where are we doing crimes against wisdom around our finances let's mm-hmm. look at that through a mm-hmm. lens of like you know taking responsibility and and stopping that process exactly that was such a fantastic conversation paula so happy to have you and uh, i will definitely put the show notes for people to you know if they can sign up for your courses and get more details about you thank you it's been thank nice so to be much. here thank you thank you for listening to this episode of the cosmic business podcast we hope it was inspiring for you please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review for us so other spirit-led entrepreneurs can find out about us. I want to thank Team Podcast for production support on this podcast, as well as the musicians of the music that we're listening to now, Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantu-Ledesma from an album Fragments of a Season, which you can check out wherever you listen to music. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to connecting with you on a future episode.